Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Chris Kane again with the Unofficial Therapy Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning back in. If you didn't tune in last week, I started my interview with Janae, but it went kind of long, so we broke it up into two pieces. This is the part two. I highly encourage you to go back and listen to part one, uh, or else you won't have any context for this part. So it's going to pick up in the middle of a sentence, so it will sound kind of weird initially, but then we're going to ride out. Enjoy. You know, so my question is, this sounds like it happened a number of times. Why did, why did you stay the whole time? Um, well, I, I guess the biggest reason I stayed was because I made excuses in my own head. I made excuses for him. Um, he's a well-known uh, person. You know, he's, he's very flirtatious. He's really tall, so he catches everybody's eye. And he gets a lot of girls, so I kind of made an excuse for that, excuse for his behavior, saying, "Well, all these girls are throwing themselves at him. You know how it's probably very hard for him to, you know, say no." So that excuse I, I gave him, you know. And then um, the other times, I mean, there were some times where it just felt like this is too much. I can't. I don't want to deal with this for the rest of my life. I have to leave. But every time I would say that, he would either get on his knees or um, just call me nonstop or do something to make me believe that he was so sorry for what he did. So, you know, forgiveness is a big thing for me. You know, I, I, I don't like to hold on to anger or anything. So I would always at least say I forgive him, but it would never truly, I was never truly healed from that. I never felt like confident in our relationship as far as it just being me like I, I always felt like until he gets right with the cheating um anything could really happen but I'm hoping for the best um so I guess just the fact that I loved him and I was making excuses for him was the biggest reason I stayed um, and the thing that got finally got me to you know end it was when when I caught him cheating. I didn't catch him in bed with anybody. Mm. But, you know, it was like text messages or a picture or something. So I saw it and I confronted him about it and he didn't even apologize. He said, well, we, all, we both do things in the relationship that we need to fix. There was no apology, no feeling sorry. You know, there was no embarrassment. And so that's when I realized like, oh my gosh, like I let this go way too far. Like he's not even sorry for what he did. Mm. And um, and so I just had to break up. But even when, we, when I broke up with him, in my mind, it wasn't over. It was like, I'm breaking up with him so that he knows he can't do this to me. So that next time when this happens, you know, like he'll know that he can't do it because I'm gonna leave. So in my head, I just, I, I was messed up already. You know, all those years, like all those years of getting cheated on, taking him back, getting cheated on, taking him back, like, messed me up. <laughs> and that's what it feels like, you know? Sure. So. And then there's two things I want to bring up based on what you just said. The first is uh, based on what you just said. I've said this before, I think maybe on a previous podcast, maybe just in regular life. If you do something with a spouse or someone you care about, and you do it unrighteously, and I don't mean, like, in a, like, spiritual or Christian type way, Meaning you do it for a ploy. So it's like, I'm gonna break up with you now so you come back to me later, or I'm gonna tell you I don't care about this so you know I really do care about it, what have you. That's it's a form of like passive aggressiveness or whatever, but it's a really dangerous thing because 
you're assuming that's going to go the way you want it to, or else you wouldn't do it, right? You assume if I walk away, he'll be like, oh, no, I really lost her this time, and he'll come run it. But if you don't really take into account the fact that he might leave or I might break up and he may not come get me, if you're not prepared for the loss, don't do it. No matter what it is, it's almost like this is the easiest analogy. You say you have a job and you want to get a raise. And they're kind of giving you the runaround. Hey, you know, we don't know what the budget for. You say, look, either give me a raise or I'm out. <laughs> if you don't have a second job lined up and they say, well, look, we can't give you the raise, you're out. You can't then say, no, 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 I didn't mean it like that. Okay, I'll come back to my old job. Because now you'll never get a raise. In fact, they may demote you. You played yourself. Because you made this strong case. Now, if you said, I got offers from these three companies, and they say we can't give you a raise, and you bounce and go get that raise, right. that's the win. Yeah. So if you're not prepared to take the loss, don't do it. Because you might take the loss, and if you're not prepared for it, it's going to leave you devastated. Why didn't he come after me? Well, I thought he loved me. And then now you're, now you're attributing stuff to him that really is an indictment on you because you set the conditions of that up. The second part is, when it comes to someone being cheated on or someone being hurt multiple times and then staying, what I've found is the biggest um, indicator of that is some level of self-esteem or self-worth. Those go hand in hand. Meaning, you let someone do something to you because you think that you're not worthy of them on some level. Right, you would never like, let's say you dated some bum dude they're all over the place. I see, I saw him on Santa Monica just walking around, <laughs> hands in their pocket with a backpack on. Like, where are you going? I don't know. I'm just, I don't, I don't know, man. I'm just looking at the sun. Just, <laughs> there's a lot of bum dudes walking around. But if you say you started dating a bum dude and he cheated on you like once, you'd be like, you're a bum. Why would I even? No, you know, cheat on you. You'll be out. The fact that you, right, because he's not. It's like you're doing him a favor on some level. Like I'm dating this kid and he's a bum. He's got a backpack on. But if you're dating someone and they're cheating on you consistently and lying to you and then like apologizing and faking contrition and doing it over and over again, on some level you feel like either you don't deserve better than that or you don't deserve the person. It's like if I dated, I don't know, Beyonce. Sorry, Jay, but <laughs> taking my shot <laughs> via the podcast. And if I saw Beyonce at a club with, I don't know, The weekend or something, I'll be mad, but I can't sing. <laughs> I get it. I'm like, I'd be like, hey, baby, just don't, hey, just keep it behind the door. Go to a hotel, do something. Don't, don't be out on TMZ with the weekend. Like, don't play me. I get, you be honest, I get it that you're a big deal, but come on, baby. Like, yeah. I got you three babies. I'm, playing, I'm, I'm claiming these babies from Jay. I'm taking them right now. I'm taking his babies. And this, and this analogy deals with my kids. But, like, it's like, just don't, don't humiliate me. But you, you're aware that when you date someone at that stature that they have, it's different than dating like the mailman. Right. But at a certain point, even, that, even then I'd be like, listen, I'm worth more than this. Like, I know you're a big deal, but I got some special traits too. Mm -hmm. There's, I'm a special person. I'm someone you can't treat me this way. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to figure out, is it the self-worth thing? Like I don't deserve more than what I'm getting or I don't deserve this person? Which one? Of those two, do you think was playing out more in a relationship? I think um, I didn't realize this when we were together or, or anything, but I think now I'm realizing more that I feel like I couldn't, I don't deserve that person. Like I could never meet anyone with that, you know, who has like the, 
the physical attributes, like the personal attributes, and like, you know, I just felt like I that's as good as I could get, you know, and it's kind of weird saying it out loud because I've only ever said it to myself, but um, it's just how I felt about it. I don't, I don't know, and I think it's because of my own self-esteem issues. Um, as far as like his behavior, I definitely know like I deserve better. Um, I don't ever want to be with the cheater. Even before him, I, I, I always said to myself I would never be with anybody who cheated on me. But here I am, yeah, here one, you know, ten years later. Um, so I know I don't deserve that. But as far as like, you know, I feel like I, I he's probably as good as I'm gonna get. Um, whether that's true or not, it's probably not true because you know I always believed that God would give me His best that would work with you know that would work with my personality and it would be best for me. Um, but when I think when I think about why I feel like He is probably the best I'm gonna get, I think a lot of it has to do with like so many other girls wanting Him, and I was the one that got to get Him, you know. So sure. it was that's kind the of ego like stuff. A, yeah, yeah. It was. I think it I was won, ego. bitches. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. It's kind of like. True. And I'm not the only. You know, he has a few other kids, and so when it didn't work out with them, you know, I wasn't. I never like bragged or like felt like I'm, I must be better than them. But when I when we broke, because they were we were always it was never peaceful. So when I finally broke up, like. I felt kind of embarrassed, like, I didn't keep this guy, you know, that they didn't really keep either, so I felt like we were all kind of on the same level, you know, so, um, yeah, I, d I definitely think it's the not deserving of that person type of issue that I have um, that I need to get over. Well, again, the first, you say you admitted this to yourself before, yeah. but admitting it out loud to someone else, and to the millions of my listeners, <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. I just like, I just like saying stuff. It's gonna happen one day. There's gonna get like a million views, and you'd be like, "Remember back when we made this and had like 11 listeners, and now we got a million. Um, <laughs> one, day, one day, it's gonna happen. But I think I've had this conversation actually with a lot of my guy friends, and I gotta get them on a podcast. But they're like chickens. They don't want. They don't want to face the music. They be hiding, man. No, you hide the microphone under a pillow. Yeah. So they don't know they're on the podcast. That's, I think it's illegal, but. <laughs> But the idea that you break up with someone and that they're a great person and that you want me to do better is, is one of those things that, now, there's conditions where I guess that may be true. If you're like 50, you dated somebody for like 20 years, or maybe you're married, and now you're 50 and you're like a, a woman out in the market, yeah. but now you're like not viable anymore because you're like 50, and you're like, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still sexy. It's like, yeah, but... But you're 50, right? It it's like, feels like that. Like right, but it's not like that. that. It's not like that, though, right? <laughs> so the idea that, okay, I had someone good in whatever capacity you call it good. It may be, like, lifestyle. It could be looks, whatever. Whatever you call it good. It was obviously dysfunctional and volatile. So it wasn't sustainable, probably, right? right. Not, not for real, for real. So will you find someone who maybe looks as good? That's, it's, a possible, it's a possibility you won't. Right, but will you find someone that you're more compatible with, that you fight with less? But yeah, will you find someone that you don't have to stalk their page <laughs> twice a day, right. both at lunch, like before and after you finish your meal? Like, 
technical <laughs> metastasis of heaven. Like, yeah, probably. Yeah. And realistically, you want something that's sustainable for life. You don't want just, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm the red carpet girl. I'm the good looking, right, whatever, yeah. whatever. You want someone that you can grow old with and have a family where you guys are cohesive, not like this disjointed family where you're with the kid or he's over here and that kind of thing. So I think if you operate under the assumption you can't find anything better, then you're going to be pining for it for the past because you feel like my best days are behind me. It's like some 45-year-old guy who used to be in shape in high school. <laughs> Man, in high school, I was, I was crushing the game. I was in high school, I was a quarterback. Yeah. And now he's 45, like uh, he's got no hair. Yeah. Junior executive for the last 10 years. He's like, man, remember back in high school? Yeah. If he thinks if that's as good as his life's going to get, his life sucks. Because you got like 40 more years of life, dude, and your mm -hmm. best days were 27 years before. Like, it's, ugh. Like, I'm going to. be like that. <laughs> well, you have power to not be that way. But you have to recognize that. There are things you probably won't have again that you had with him, but things that really matter, mm -hmm. you can. And so if you can appreciate that, then you can compartmentalize it. All right, he's the, this guy I'll date, but I want the next dude who has the traits that he had that I like, but then fills the gaps that he didn't have. So, and then if you can kind of move into that way of thinking, then you can start looking for people who fit that category. And then you'll be led to the person you need to be with. Actually, really good. I did go through a phase. Um, this, you were just reminding me of it after we broke up, and and went through that span of on and off. And once that was kind of dwindling down, I found myself like craving that feeling of like getting somebody that n nobody else can get. Like, not just Joe Smoke, <laughs> you know. Like getting somebody that all the girls want but they can never get. So. I would start talking to like celebrities. Like I wasn't like hoeing myself out, but I would like I talk, in the streets, talk baby. to celebrities and like I don't know. It was like I craved that feeling of um, just being the one, you know, that got somebody that n not many people could have. And I knew it wasn't healthy, but it was like something I was craving. I was like praying about it. Like God, why am I feeling this way? So um, that that definitely happened and. Um, I'm kind of, kind of past that, but at the same time, like, it's still something that I desire, you know? I don't know if it's because I was with him, and that's how it was in our lives, you know, in our five years together, but um, I know that I'm not going to be able to move on with just somebody, you know, like, just an average person, it doesn't, and I, I don't mean to say that to, like, diminish anybody, sure. but, like, it's going to be, it seems like right now, um, I would feel like I'm settling, and I don't want to feel like that. Like I, I want to feel like, you know, I'm a, I'm an average person too. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he he could be compatible with me. We could work out. So, um, I just want to have that healthy mindset. Um, you know. <laughs> I do. Yeah. You know what it is? It's it's an interesting thing. Chris Rock had a bit uh, back in the day where he was like. I'm paraphrasing and I'm going to butcher it because I'm not Chris Rock. <laughs> but he's pretty much saying if you expose a woman to a certain lifestyle, then she's used to that lifestyle. Um, and if you can't provide it, she'll find someone who can, pretty much. So if you're like, hey, we're, having, we're going out for dinner three times a week, and then you're like, hey, I lost my job, she's like, oh, that sucks, baby. <laughs> well, <laughs> I got to find a dude that can take me out. I'm, I'm, I want my filet mignon, okay? And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going back to bologna. So, 
So yeah. the idea that you've been exposed to better and it's already go back to normal is a is a regular thing. I think it's true to that. And again, there's a lot of guys who probably fall in the category of people who can take care of you in that in that regard. But that dude from the past can't be one of them. Right. As long as you still think that's a possibility, then you're stuck because you got exactly. you got one. I mentioned this to I think Sophie in the previous podcast where she was. Well, if my ex did X, Y, and Z, then maybe, but this new dude is kind of cool, but I'm kind of, <laughs> I don't know. And she was toggling between the two. And I was like, as long as you got one foot in the past, you can never do anything with that guy going forward. Because he's, one, he's at a huge disadvantage. Your history with that guy is way smaller. Right? right? Like, he's, I just met you. I may be a nice guy. I may be virtuous and the, person, the kind of person you want to be with. Right. But that ex dude knows... He knows all your spots, he knows your height, he knows what makes you happy, he knows what makes you sad. And then you guys have all this experience, all these memories together yeah. that we don't have. And a child. And a child. <laughs> so anything, any new dude is like victimized by your situation. So you have to kind of weigh out, you have to at some point eradicate the thought of y'all being something for you to move forward. As long as you still that you can move forward with that dude, mm -hmm. you'll never actually move forward in life. That's, I've experienced that um, because whenever I see any guy, I can look at them, even even if he's like the most beautiful man, like I can look at him and acknowledge... Stop it, please. This is a podcast. <laughs> Skin unreasonable. No, <laughs> I'm great. <laughs> but I could like acknowledge that they're beautiful, you know, like I could even picture us together temporary but it, it would never be um like I could never see my life with that person at that point like back when I was actually I'm still kind of um stuck on my ex but back when I was really just focused on him I could never look at another guy um and I think I thought that was me being loyal like when we were in our relationship like I was just being loyal I would never look at any other guys like I would never even turn my face and make eye contact with another guy because I just didn't even want to open the door. So after we broke up, I still carried that with me. And even now, I'm just like, it's hard to it's hard to open myself up to any guy who wants to talk or date or do anything because I'm like, no, what if he what if he changes his mind and wants to get back? You know, then I'm wasting this guy's time, this new guy's time. So um, and then I know also it's not I feel like it's not fair to move on with somebody else if I still still technically would jump back at the chance to be with my ex if he just stopped, you know, the cheating or, or messing around. Um, so I, I know I know what you're saying. I, I really need to get past this if I want to even move forward with another person. So. I think you have, you have, I guess, a real question you have to ask yourself. Because we started this under the premise of I want to move on. Right? That's how we, that was the, the thesis of this whole discussion. The real question is, do you really want to move on? Because if that's, if, if, you're, if that's not true, then the rest of this is all for naught, right? All these strategies and tips and like little baby steps, that means nothing if, you're, if your heart is still in the past and it doesn't want to let go, then it's possible you don't actually want to move on. You just want to like live in this kind of delusion. If that's the case, then you're stuck until you decide you actually want to move on. Because I'm not, I'm listening to you. And I'm not 100% convinced you want to move on. I think, I think your brain wants to move on because it, it logically is like, this is illogical. Mm -hmm. 
this is dumb, I'm young, I'm attractive, and I'm like stuck with some, I'm stuck harboring these feelings for someone who has been kind of playing me to the left, is being immature, is not living up to the standard of the person I want to be with, right? But, you, but your heart is like, but it was so good, and I, and I miss <laughs> it, and he's, he has my heart. And so like, so they're in conflict. Right. And so if your house is divided, then you're, mm-hmm. if your house is divided, then you're, you're kind of screwed, right? You're not, if you're not all in, your heart and your head have to be on the same page. It's like a CEO and their employees. If you're the head of Walmart, and you're like, low prices, and the employees are like, hey, let's jack these prices up and make some change. <laughs> <laughs> then that Walmart's gonna go out of business, yeah. right? You gotta, you gotta get that, that internal part in line, which leads me to this point, how are you good at being like, like single? You know, what I mean? you know what I mean. Like, are you good at being by yourself, or are you always longing to be with somebody else? This is actually an issue that I've been struggling with this week because I'm I'm not good at being single. Um, not that I've always been in relationships, but there's always been a guy present, like talking to me. I'm either talking to one on the phone or thinking about one, you know, I can never just like live without the, the interest of a man, you know, without somebody who is telling me I'm beautiful or telling me I'm attractive or, you know, and it's, I'm realizing that now because like when I don't have the, that attention, I'm craving it or I'm doing, you know, self-destructive behaviors, you know, just trying to, trying to, you know? ice cream. Yes, because <laughs> people say hear self, they, they hear self destructive like is she on heroin? She's on she's on cake. It's it's sugar. Yeah, chocolate. But, but I but I do that. I think to fill that um, that kind of not I wouldn't I don't know if I should say emptiness, but like just longing for yeah. those feelings, you know. So yeah, I, I I definitely don't. I don't think I know how to be. Like truly single, where I'm not even having any guys in in my view. Well, listen, you're a good-looking person in LA, so you're gonna always have people in your rear view. Yes, you can pat yourself on the shoulder. <laughs> Thank you. Call me pretty. See, <laughs> I really needed that boost today. Um, yeah, right. Just, <laughs> you just helped. <laughs> yeah, just like. Um, so you're gonna you're gonna always have people who desire you, but so I don't mean like institutionalize yourself or like put yourself like in a monastery where people can't get to you. I mean, where you feel whole and somewhat complete without having someone there to like actualize you or like give you validation. Meaning, you know that you're a good looking person regardless of whether I tell you or not. So if you go a week and no one says it, do you then feel less attractive or do you feel like something's missing? Because if, if you can get to that point where if I get attention, it's cool, I don't really need it. I don't need to go on dates all the time. I don't need someone like constantly blowing me up. If someone does, that's cool. But if you feel like I need that to feel, I don't know, womanly or to feel like good about myself, then that's where I think we need to really like address some attention because that's really where it comes to being good with yourself. And if you're not good with yourself, you can never be good in a relationship because you're bringing a fractured person to something and then trying to build something with a fractured piece right and that's not gonna work so that's true well to answer your question i think um i think i i'm on and off with that like i'll have i feel i'll have moments where i feel confident in myself usually that's when like my body's on point i'm not bloated i'm looking good you know and and now i feel good but 
then I'll have my moments where I do feel like I need that. Like, I'll just hit up my friends and be like, we need to go out. Like, I need to be around men. Like, I need somebody to look at me and just desire me and crave me. So I have moments, um, but I definitely don't think that... Um, I definitely know that I'm not as confident as I'd like to be where I could just be alone and um, not have any guys, you know, give me compliments or anything like that. So I struggle, I struggle with that. You know? that's an, look, it's an honest admission. I think that's a situation for more women than will ever actually admit it. Mm -hmm. That, because I get into these debates all the time about objectification and feminism and those kind of things. And the way I typically feel is if someone attractive gives you attention, even if it's on some level objectifying, you kind of ride with it. You have an issue with objectification when someone ugly tells you, <laughs> hey girl, Whatever. woo, you say, um, kill yourself two times. <laughs> like, I think that's, that's where it goes sideways. But if a guy is like, hey, I saw you across the room and you look beautiful, I don't know who you are, but I'm approaching you based purely on your beauty. That's yeah. the definition of objectification. I don't know you. You don't feel like, oh, sorry, hot guy, you're objectifying me. <laughs> yeah. I'm just 2017, bye, bitch. Like, <laughs> it's only when someone, so we all like to feel good. Like, when you get a haircut, like, I got a fresh cut right now. I feel, I feel fry. I'm like, I feel fly. Now, whether some girl like, damn, look at your haircut. I'm like, bitch, I know I look good. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't need that today. But I'm aware that I may look at people looking and be like, yeah, she see you. Mm -hmm. And that's all I need. Like, I don't need you to, like, come up to me and be like, you want to go out? Right. Yeah, same. Yeah, I don't, need, I don't need somebody to, like, constantly be texting or anything, anything like that. But I, I do need, even if it's just somebody looking, you know? It's like someone looking and look a second like, time and walk into a wall or something. Yeah, yeah, one of those moments. Like he tripped over his feet looking at me. Mm -hmm. mm, got him. Those once a week, those moments, once a week. Got my, <laughs> my ooh-wow-wow jeans yeah. on. So, I think... Um, the, the idea you want someone to like the way you look, or, like, or if you put good work into it, if you did a lot, like makeup, outfit, hair, bra, that kind of stuff, and then someone notices it, that's, that's good. You want to be noticed. Right. Um, but if, you, if someone doesn't notice, or you feel like, oh, man, I'm losing my edge if someone doesn't notice, that's where it's like, that's where self-esteem kind of stuff comes into it. And we've already touched on that like 20 minutes ago. So I think it's all kind of the same thing. Um, your self-esteem is strong, then you don't accept less. I always tell people it's almost, it's like what you say and what you do have to be compatible. And when they're incompatible, then one of the premises is off. Either what you're saying is not legitimate or what you're doing is just like out of whack. So if you say, I deserve to be treated with respect, they say that's your basic attitude premise. But you were the guy who disrespects you. Mm -hmm. So it's okay, so which one is it? Because you can't, you can't live both realities and, and then still be a functional person. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Some, somebody's lying. Either, <laughs> no, I just, think, either it you're, messed, I just yeah. think it messed me up, you know? So I don't, it wasn't necessarily, like, purposely lying about it. I just think I was trying to make excuses for it so much that it literally messed me up. And, it, like, it messed up my, I don't know, my idea of, what a, a relationship could be. Like, I thought it could work, you know? Like, we're just gonna go to counseling and fix this problem that he has. Because everything else seemed great, it's just that was a big thing, you know? So, I don't know. I think it just messed me up in the head. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen. But I definitely have the self-esteem issues going on in there. 
in my experience, and this is going to sound bad to the women out there, I think every girl is insecure, right, on some level. In fact, it's a good TV show. You should check it out if you haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> every girl is, is insecure about something. And it usually, from what I've seen, seems to be like a affection or like love gap. Like, like, does he love me as much as I want to be loved kind of thing? Yes, some, sometimes it's just basic. Like, you have a, a big nose. and you're Don't look at my nose. Or I have a zit. Don't look at my... Like, yeah, that's low-level insecurities. But, I mean, like, on a deeper, like, especially, like, in a relationship, the idea that is he... Does he love me as much as I love him? Or if I left, would he be as hurt as I would be if he left me? Those insecurities, I think, play out in most relationships. And it's a... Because women feel typically quicker than we do, you guys feel deeper and more like empaths than I guess guys typically are. So if you're like, like you feel tremendous pride when your dude is doing some big shit. Mm-hmm. Like you saw, you saw him in lights, you're like, that's my man. Right. He's doing it big. Like that's, right. that's a girl, like, yeah, that's my <laughs> that's man. My that's my boo. You see him, <laughs> get in line, hating bitches. Like that's, that makes you feel a certain way. Um, when a guy sees this girl doing big work, we feel good, but I don't think it feels as deeply as it does for y'all. It's like, all right, my girl did it. Like, yeah, I feel good. Get him, boo. But it's not like, uh, I don't know. It's like, it's like when you listen to women talk, the number of times I hear a woman start a conversation with my boyfriend is alarming really? for, based on the number of times the guy says my girlfriend. It comes up so frequently, and it's like about nothing. It's like, oh, man, you saw the football game? Yeah, my boyfriend watched football. It's like there's a, it's just a, a possessiveness to yeah. it. Because guys are about, yeah, my girl, uh, yeah, yeah, I got, a, I got a chick or whatever. And it's like, even when you love, that could be someone you live with and you got kids with. That's my, that's my girl. Yeah, I got a girlfriend. I got a wife. But it's the, the my guy thing is such a, a strong point for women. And I think guys don't have it, for, like, overwhelmingly. Like over, there's some guys who do, obviously. But for the most part, guys don't feel the way women do. So there's an insecurity about, do you care about me like I care about you? Yeah, that's definitely true. Well, <laughs> Jesus, do you got the answers to this? <laughs> Why'd you create us like this? But I do think that's, that may be playing itself out a little bit in this situation where, just because I'm talking to you, I can personalize this to you, where it's like those I'm insecure or I'm self, whatever, it's like the idea that if we flip the tide, if you were the one cheating constantly, how many times do you think he would have taken you back before he was like, be, be out? none <laughs> he would he would not deal with that <laughs> you know yeah it's like kind of like a double standard but absolutely yeah and and i i've spoken to guys about that also but they i feel like most guys wouldn't um wouldn't just take their girl back time after time yeah i think most guys have like a one maybe a two strike limit unless of course they're in this very self-esteem thing where it's like i'm dating such a high level girl that I just gotta, I'm just trying to stay here. Right. I'm trying to live in Beverly Hills. I don't got time to be having self-esteem <laughs> and self-worth. <laughs> I, got, I got a yard person and a chef. I don't got time for this yeah. BS, so. Or if you're in a long relationship and then it's like, I can't, I don't want to start over now, you know? That's a big part of it too. But again, I think starting over is a bigger thing for girls and guys because a 40-year-old guy is seeing this kind of being distinguished. He's like right in the middle of his career. He's kind of doing stuff. A 40-year-old woman, I love 40-year-old women. I think they're beautiful. But <laughs> you're being compared to 21, 22-year-old girls. Yeah. And so aesthetically and maybe just from a, like, 
fun perspective is different. A 40-year-old guy versus like a 25-year-old guy is, one, a lot of 40-year-old guys are in really good shape. They still look like they still right. got it together, but they're more likely further along in their careers. They're a lot more established and they're more mature. I says women mature faster. When you would take, you're dating a young guy, it's like, yeah, he's hot, but he's dumb. Right. Or he doesn't have, his, his shit's not together. Yeah, and I was, and we were dating around kind of, he was like, when we first started dating, he was 22, 20, turning 23. So I kind of use that as an excuse also, the age thing. Sure. So it's different for a woman. Like when you get older, the idea of starting over is like, because just realistically, your options do drop. You know, a girl at 25 can do whatever she wants. She runs the world. A girl at 30 still runs a lot of things. 35, you lost some people. <laughs> and by the time you get to 45, people are like, who's that? Oh no! <laughs> no, I'm to my future. <laughs> no, no, it's, if you're single at 45, we'll do another podcast. It's like, so what went wrong? <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I lost it. But what I'm saying is, that's a, but those are still rationalizations, though, because you're starting over at 40, or staying in a dysfunctional relationship, or you're or essentially your two options, and staying in dysfunction can't be the best option. No. Right. So. Yeah, it'd be hard at 40, and you, the chance of you finding a really good 40-year-old who's good with somebody else's kid, and blah, blah, that's, yeah, there's a lot of elements to it. A lot of check marks that have to be kind of checked off, but it's possible. They're out there. Yeah. It's just not as many as you had when you were 25 or 30. Right, and you, you brought up another um, reason, basically, why I still kind of want it to work out is because of our son. You know, like everybody, I mean, most people who have a kid with somebody like, want you want your family to be back together, you know? Even if it's not gonna be perfect, like, you can just make excuses like, well, you know what, it might not be perfect now, but we'll get there, as long as he has both parents, you know? So that's that's another big reason why I've always just wanted to work it out, um, but I don't know if that's, if that should be a reason because of the fact that he hasn't changed much in, in um, the aspect of like dating multiple women and if I probably got back, if we got back together, it would probably still be the same, just based on what I've seen, you know, so that well, was another huge thing. It's <laughs> a big, listen, kids obviously complicate things. Yeah. So you're not, you're speaking to a lot of people outside, out there listening who have kids and are in marriages they don't want to be in, that they got into for kids or they got to deal with crazy baby daddies or crazy baby mamas or all that stuff because look, kids are beautiful, all right, whatever. But, <laughs> but they all, they, there's a lot that goes into them, though, yeah. like resources and time and custody stuff, all that. That's a lot. Yeah. And that's more of that's a legal and logistical thing that you do have to like hurdle. That's not like a, oh, I can just get over it kind mm -hmm. of thing. That's a real that's a real thing. You can't just like take your son and like go to Japan without there possibly being some legal yeah. ramifications oh, like yeah, yeah. you can't just take my son like <laughs> well you were ignoring me so I left like <laughs> yeah and the courts can get involved right so yeah. this this yeah. level step but I think we I think this is a good place to kind of like, slide out I think we might end up breaking this into two different casts because we went for a good bit um, there's no clear break in the middle but <laughs> I'll try to use some editing tools to make that work but this has been Hopefully enlightening and good for you. How do you feel about yeah, it, Yeah, I feel good because now I can kind of target 
wanting to work on it, and I didn't really consider it stalking. So now, I can <laughs> if I see it like that, like I don't like the word stalking. It just you know. No one so, does. right. So now I can have some um, kind of clear points to focus on, um, and maybe I can look up tools to help because this is not going to be an overnight thing. <laughs> no, you know? but as long as you're on the right path, then you'll get to where you want to get to. It just will take you some time. Right. Yeah, my intentions are good, and I'm trying, you know, to be the best for my son and myself. So I think, I, I believe it'll work out in the end. <laughs> I believe so, too. And all the listeners, the millions. Millions. And millions. Billions, actually. Well, let's just, just <laughs> calm down for a second. Let's stop it with the billions, all right? I'm not, it's not a Taylor Swift song. <laughs> If I, got, if I got on this podcast, I'll be up to the billions. Like, <laughs> hey guys, check out Chris's podcast and shake it off. <laughs> That's whatever. That's stupid. Anyway, Janae, thank you for spending some time with us, answering some questions. I know it was tough. <laughs> but you're easy to talk to, so it's good. You know what it is? I just do what I do. You know, I don't want to brag, but thank you for that boost. Cause I was really feeling kind of low earlier, and you just, you just <laughs> you needed that. I needed that boost to get through it. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Uh, check me out on social media, at Sexy Comedy, on IG and Twitter, and Facebook at Chris Kane. If you have any questions, again, hit those resources up, let us know. Please tell your friends, keep listening, and you guys have a great day. Deuces.